0: You know, when you're working the night shift and it's 3 a.m. and it's like, are we drunk (laughs) or delirious? I'm Emily and I'm Hannah, and you're listening to Drunk or Delirious, a night shift podcast. we sure are yeah um happy spooky season oh my gosh
1: happy spooky season
0: spooky Halloween it's the best month of the year
1: I do really like October
0: I'm a big fan yeah although the weather over here is really bad I think it's just because of the hurricane I mean as you know you were literally just in Philly (laughs)
1: literally just there
0: (laughs) and I'm in New Jersey so like we were like so close but so far from each other but how was um your weekend and the wedding and everything
1: um it was it was super fun it was a lot um just like with the times of our flight <laughs> it was like yeah and the weather not being great so that was like we literally landed at 6 a.m and then got to the hotel at 7 a.m and we're like Hey, we're here. Like, obviously, can't check in yet, but like, hopefully, we can get early check out or check Vegas in. Vegas
0: all over again. <laughs>
1: yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. And so we just dropped our stuff off, and then we just like walked everywhere. And we were we got to the point. It was like eleven thirty, eleven forty-five. We like got back to the hotel. Um, I don't even remember what we were doing. We went back to the hotel to maybe see if they were ready for us, or just like sit for a little bit. But we didn't really sleep on the plane, you know, like, so at that point I had been up, we'd both been up for over 24 hours and we're like straight up, straight up delirious. And Dan like now understands, I think, like what night shift feels like.
0: Oh my God, dude, I went through the same thing with Eric. I can't remember where we were going, but same situation. And I was like, babe, just imagine being like this at work because this is actually what you feel like on night shift on sometimes a daily basis and he was like oh my god that's like I've never felt that bad in my life and I'm like yeah
1: it's terrible it he was like he just like his words stopped he couldn't use his words like he couldn't speak anymore (laughs) Like we went and got or we're looking at the like wedding bands and everything and like we were that was at ten a.m. and we like told them we're like we've been up all night like blah blah, blah blah we're just chatting and like they're like oh my god I don't know how you guys are alive and like just like the as that um appointment progressed I think we both just got like more and more like oh my god um, yeah but they said something on the way out like I don't even remember what they said like something about oh I hope you oh no 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 like. Oh, God, I don't even know. They said something, (laughs) and basically Dan's response was, like, not at all what it should have been. Like, it was just, like, he just responded.
0: His (laughs) mind was broken.
1: He just goes, I don't sleep, and then just, like, walked out. And I was like,
0: "What?" what? Why did you see that?
1: He meant to say, like... I haven't sl- or like I didn't get any sleep or like I had have slept or something but he just said I don't sleep. I don't sleep. I don't sleep and we both like walked out me. and got like so slap happy like <laughs> laughing like <laughs> what the actual fuck.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> um, But the rest of the weekend was super fun like got to meet up with everyone and then the wedding was free. and like they're just like the most lovely couple and the sweetest people and then Yesterday, we just had so much fucking time to kill until our flight left at 9 p.m. And it was just yeah. like so cold and windy and raining and just like an absolute miserable day. Like we were like, oh, if the weather was nice, we would have been stoked to have been here all day and like get to explore and um, hang out. But no. Ew. Also, I got into yeah, bed at 1.30 a.m.
0: And here I am. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nasty. It's still pouring rain here. My whole drive was pour and pouring rain. Like the not hurricane ideal. has hit. <laughs> yeah, and we're like going to Cape May tomorrow and it's going to be shitty and cold and rainy, but it's okay. It'll still it be too. Hopefully it gets We're not like better. going to lay on the beach. Like that was never right. the plan anyway. But Yeah. Totally. It's nice to be able to walk around, but you Isn't know, it? it is what I it know. is. We'll we'll make the most of it, so.
1: I will say that Philly was like such a walkable city. Um like I mean we walked everywhere and it's like it's flat. <laughs> you know, it's not like hilly like San Francisco like and it was just like really easy to get around, which was really I miss that a lot. Yeah. Um I mean Denver's pretty walkable too once you like get into downtown, but um we don't live Downtown. <laughs> so I missed that about living like in San Francisco, being able to walk everywhere. But um so that was fun. But yeah, it was just a
0: dreary, dreary ass weekend. <clears throat> it's a bummer too, because I feel like Philly would be a fun place this time of year, like with mm-hmm. all the trees starting to change colors and yeah. like all the history and stuff. It's just like, it's cute. And there it's was, like, very charming.
1: Nice but... And like jacuzzi and stuff that we didn't go in at all it because it was just raining. <laughs> like, yeah we could have enjoyed it a little bit more but um oh well oh well it is is.
0: yeah I'm glad you had a good time otherwise though
1: yeah me too (laughs) me too it's really good to see everyone and they're all like we're so excited for your wedding next summer and so it just it makes me feel better to know like people are excited and not like like stressed about where it is because that is stressing me out <laughs> it's like far yeah. but yeah. people are like excited to go and explore
0: is more oh, totally. of, like the vibe I'm getting and so what that... it's a wedding and a trip like it's gonna be yeah. great it's yeah. gonna be such a beautiful location and like all the other things that you have planned for people to that they can do and um you know if they stay days around it and stuff like it's gonna be so fun I and I everyone's so. gonna get to know each other too and like yeah I'm glad yeah, that we have so that true. you know, you
1: know, that time before and after to like still hang out and like I mean we'll all be in that house and I wish we could all be in like this, all the friends could be in like a big compound together or something, but um Yeah. Just cause it would be so fun to be with everyone. But so much we fun. will we will all get the chance to, to hang out, I'm sure. I'm pumped. Um,
0: It's coming so fast, and I just ordered my, well, three options for dresses. I'm sure one of them will work, but... Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see what they look like. freaking cute. I love the idea of, like, the mismatched. Like, all those pictures you sent were so cute.
1: Yeah, it just is, like, I don't... I love the look of it. It's so pretty.
0: So Emily's having us, the bridesmaids, do, like, neutral colors for bridesmaid dresses, like um champagne do you say is
1: Is that if if someone wants like a little darker of a neutral that's fine like they want to do patterns i don't care about the like fabric
0: doesn't care about the like where you get it
1: the style like
0: yeah so cute
1: i think it'll end up
0: it'll be beautiful
1: really nice (laughs) like i I don't know we'll see but there's just so much of stuff that you can't like I don't know. I don't want to stress about it. And I think it'll all work out. And like no one gives a shit at the end of the day. So like as long as we're all having fun and like have good drinks, good food, good music, like that's really what I care about. So
0: exactly. It'll be a party. Yeah. So Yay. yeah, it's going to be a big party. Can't wait. So today we are Making all of your dreams come true.
1: All of your spooky season dreams come true. I mean, literally, like, everyone I know is talking about.
0: It's number one on Netflix. Yeah. It's legit. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we both watched it. We both were talking about it. And we were like, okay, so when we made this podcast, like, obviously, how we met was nursing. and we have a lot in common with that. Like we have a lot to talk about with that, with traveling and NICU and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But we said from the beginning, we want this podcast to be, I mean, it's no offense, but it's about us. Yeah. Like it's, it's going to be about what we want to talk about. Yeah. And like, you know, I posted like, would anyone even listen to this? And we got an overwhelming amount of people who said Yes. So Which I was is, like, like so fucking exciting
1: because yeah like yes we're nurses but like that is not my identity <laughs> like not who I am and I feel like Hannah and I connected so much on like all of our interests as well and we like fucking love true crime and pod like true crime podcasts like anything crime related Yeah. So, and just spooky too like I spooky, love spooky yeah
0: get ready for a spooky month
1: ghosts and everything which like just yeah just wait for the stories that um, we're gonna tell but uh yeah I could straight up talk about this all day so um yeah
0: let's do it so this episode is gonna be uh, well we'll see how long we uh, the plan right now is to talk about episodes one and two so I think we're just gonna like I don't we don't know we've never done this before so we don't know like I feel like we could probably talk about it for a long time like each thing that Mm -hmm. happened because there's Mm -hmm. so much to unpack but the goal of this episode is to do like two episodes and just recap it talk about our thoughts and uh Mm -hmm. yeah see where the wind takes us
1: (laughs) yeah and I want to say like I know I was reading a lot of stuff about how like the victims families some of them are really like pleased with the show yeah and I can totally understand that. Like it's, it does focus a lot on this absolute fucktard um, monster.
0: Yeah. Monster.
1: And it really should be, you know, I mean, the focus should be on the victims and that, and who they were and their stories and everything versus like focusing on him. But I do think it did a really good job of, um, you know, showing their, some of the victims' backgrounds, I think they could have maybe gone a little bit more in depth into like, you know, each victim as a person, as a person individually. Yeah. Like they did with gosh, uh, the one episode that ripped my entire Tony. life apart. Yeah.
0: Oh, also uh, just, I wanted to say too, we watched, we already watched the whole thing. So yeah. we are going to try to be spoiler free, but we might reference stuff that happens later on. So if you want to be completely spoiler free and you're watching it, like, you're on episodes one and two like just so you know we're going to try our best but there's no promises um but yeah like with what you were saying em yeah i mean i i actually have no it's really hard for me to even wrap my brain around what they must have felt Mm -hmm. and are feeling and will continue to feel for the rest of their lives um i i really hope i never experience anything like that um it's, yeah, it's truly like, um, it's unimaginable. It's horrific and nothing Mm -hmm. like that should ever happen. But I think that's why so many of us have such a interest in it. I mean,
1: mm -hmm. and people like historically do, like, I feel like in general, people are so fascinated by crime. Like you hear about like old murder cases or whatever, where like, your neighbor was murdered, and then like literally the entire town comes into the house and like checks it out. Like everyone comes from all over to like go and see what happened, and like the police right. just like used to let people in. So like we've always been fucking fascinated by,
0: yeah, how like, and why that. and yeah. the reason why and like because we like to I think put people into boxes and like and understand things and label things. Mm -hmm. All, you know, humans do this. And when something like that happens, it is so wild Mm -hmm. that, yeah, we want to see like, okay, well, was it the upbringing? Like, was it his parents? Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, was it like, you know, and they do it throughout the whole show. Was it his parents? Was it the the hernia surgery? Was (laughs) it like so stupid? Um, his mom being on medication uh, during her pregnancy, Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, all these things to try to like label it and and make sense of something so gruesome, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know much about that uh, aspect of of like like, the psychological part of serial killers.
1: Like what, what created him? Yeah. I have no fucking idea. I think there's, he was so I mean obviously there's all different kinds of serial killers like it's hard to like wrap my mind around the fact that like he existed <laughs> like like that all of the things that he did and then he just talked of his ability to just like talk about it all and like admitted to everything I don't know how to like say what I'm saying it I just know was so like
0: so, like, mind-boggling. like, he just didn't seem like a human, even, I mean, and Evan Peters did, like, a fantastic job portraying him, I feel like, but yeah, it almost just looked like, there's no joy in this person's face, there's no soul in this mm-hmm. person's body, there's no life behind his eyes, like, it was just very, like, you're not, like, I just, it's hard to even consider him a person, because yeah. he, he does yeah. not act like a human, not a human with thing. emotions, and... But then
1: again, he also had, like, he knew he shouldn't be doing it, you know? Like, I don't know, if you listen to, like, his interviews, too, of just him, like, the actual uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, like, he didn't, like, want to, like, kill the people, but he had this, like, um...
0: Compulsion, he called Compulsion it, and yeah.
1: like the he like the organs, like it was like,
0: and a, it was a sexual thing as well.
1: Yeah, like the only way to get to the organs was like because you had to kill the person. It was like yeah. this, I don't
0: even fucking understand.
1: I will right, and like
0: it first started as like an I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm not trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but the I don't think the first murder that I mean we'll get into it because that's a few episodes in because it goes mm-hmm. back in time, but the first murder was like. I mean, I don't think the, he wasn't intending on murdering, but he was Mm -hmm. desperate for the like companionship that he would do anything and just, he had a lot of rage and stuff. And then like, so like what started out being an accident turned into something he liked. Mm -hmm. Hello, Charlie.
1: (laughs) Okay. We're back. Um, What was wrong? There was literally like people walking by with a tiny little dog on the street um ridiculous um yeah I think it uh you know it started he had all these thoughts um that he was just like on like not normal unnatural thoughts and then was like so starved for attention you know like he had nothing and no one and obviously not an excuse at all because he's no 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 fucking piece of trash but like then yeah he just didn't want
0: yeah the the loneliness and Mm -hmm. all the yeah like you said I feel like it the whole show just does a really good job of telling as much of the whole story as you can like you Mm -hmm. know it got into it gets into childhood it gets into like it does a good job of like putting you like to feeling his feel like what he could have been feeling and Mm -hmm. how fucked up, you know, growing up was for him. And I mean, again, not to the point where you're like that you can make sense out of like yeah, (laughs) murdering and eating people, Um, you know, but, but you can begin to understand the feelings of loneliness and desperation, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And just the lack of help. I, I felt like multiple times throughout too, there was, a reaching out for help like you could you could s- tell that he was trying to ask like his dad or other people mm-hmm. for help but no one would listen or like even they didn't want to didn't think... know
1: yeah. yeah I think they knew something was that but like they were trying to like ignore it and yep. being in denial totally oh
0: <sighs> god it's, um, a lot.
1: it's a lot it's a lot it's a it is a lot and I like people at work and we were talking about it even today, like, oh my god, it's so good. And then some people like couldn't even finish watching it. Yeah. So it's just interesting to me because I was like, oh yeah, I have to finish that in like <laughs> two days.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And now I'm watching the John Wayne Gacy tapes. I'm like, yeah, on to the next. I mean, not uh, at all idolizing these people or anything like that. It's just,
1: it's just you know, it, it, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. But, like, yeah. It also like, helps
0: you learn, like, yeah. red flags and stuff. Like,
1: I know. Like, one know. of my biggest fears is that my fucking child is going to turn out to be a serial killer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. I was thinking more of, like, <laughs> I mean, that's cute. But
1: isn't that terrible, though? Like, like these spirits are like, like, it's a little off, and you're like, yeah.
0: <laughs> i was more thinking of like for myself sure i mean also yes what if a ted bundy walks up to me and you know then i know like well you don't always know but you can at least have your wits about you yeah you know from watching this stuff um he's another one
1: yeah and like it just kind of teaches you to always trust that gut because like yeah i think a lot of people with their interactions with him, like. With any any of these serial killers, like, they felt something. Yes. But
0: you just. They didn't leave at that first sign mm-hmm. of something being weird. And I think, especially with women, like, I know for myself, I've been programmed to, like, be polite and stuff. So if mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable, especially if a man is making me uncomfortable, sometimes I double down on like trying to please them because I I'm like too afraid of hurting people's feelings or like not being polite. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's how so many women get themselves into situations like this because they're trying to help the man with the broken car, or, like or with a dog and stuff, and then you know and you're not trusting yourself and mm-hmm. you no know, you gotta if you if you feel something's off you don't even have to have a reason no you just, you just literally you just say no. and le- i'm leaving bye.
1: and yeah. that's um my favorite murder like has the they say like fuck politeness like it doesn't yes. like you're never gonna one if they're a fucking piece of shit asshole like bye that doesn't matter if you're rude to them and then two if it was just someone that like was unintentionally being weird or like made you feel bad and then like you said you were uncomfortable and left like they're not gonna like fault you for that if they're like an actual good human being you know like you'd want to get out of a situation that you felt uncomfortable in and they'd probably be horrified that they made you feel that way (laughs) right um (sighs)
0: um, I
1: don't think we could talk about this for so long
0: I know it's like we didn't even start (laughs) like talking about about the episode it's okay we can see what it sounds like and if we got to cut some parts out we got to cut some parts out
1: so let's dive into episode one let's do it um it and i like how they start you know at the end they like jump around a lot it starts at the end like right before
0: almost right before the arrest the
1: arrest yeah um and, oh, my God, this poor neighbor.
0: God this bless poor. her.
1: And, like, this, it is absolutely mind-blowing to me, the amount of times that he escaped being arrested. Like, so many people could have been saved if the cops weren't um, racist, homophobic. Um, yeah. Yep. D- did th- if they actually did their jobs
0: it highlights that so much which is a huge part of the story. 100%. It's a really important part of the story. It's it's one of the biggest reasons why he got away with it for as long as he did. Mm-hmm. Um and that is the most dis- second most disgusting part of that whole the whole thing. Yeah. Obviously yes. first is like there was a murderer who ate people and mm-hmm. assaulted them and drilled into their skulls and shit. Like that's mm-hmm um horrible but there were way too many chances and um the cops should also be in jail like i just percent. think they're disgusting it's, it's so inexcusable mhm
1: it's like so many innocent lives could have been saved even yeah. that even that oh, it's so hard cuz now i've we've seen everything and we understand like The timeline of it but because the episodes jump around so much I'm like wait when did that first one happen and (laughs) like I can't like
0: oh yeah are you talking about the car part Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Um,
0: we'll (laughs) we'll get there
1: so yeah it starts out with like him going to his a gay bar and like trying to buy some guy's some drinks that he apparently had already tried to buy them drinks previously um like tried to seduce them um and then it turns out like they yeah they kind of like start making fun of him but then they're yeah. dancing like it's like it a was really like weird... sad because yeah. he was
0: like really dancing well okay we don't know if this was in real life but <laughs> just in the show right. he's really go- getting after it dancing he looks Silly, like, I guess, silly. like, yeah. just awkward, like, awkward dancing. white boy. He does
1: not have dancing skills, yeah.
0: And all of the people he was hitting on, and all the people in the skate bar were people of color, so he just really stands out. Um, mm-hmm. and they were laughing at him. And in the moment, you kind of feel bad because you're just like, he's clearly like socially off,
1: totally. I mean,
0: obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: got a lot of a lot of issues but yeah they like it puts you it it makes you like almost like have sympathy for him or like you know like it we've all kind of been there or seen a scenario where like someone's getting made fun of and like that doesn't feel good right but then you know what his intention was behind trying to talk to them um (laughs) So, but he, the way he, like, seduces or, like, tries to get everyone back to his apartment is, like, saying he's a photographer and, you know, wants to take some pictures. and um, Just
0: artsy stuff. Nothing weird. (laughs) Just some artsy stuff,
1: you know. That's going to (laughs) be.
0: If someone says nothing weird, it's weird.
1: Yeah. Like, okay, red fucking flag right there. (laughs) Like, no. Um,
0: Like, why would it be weird? Now, it, now it seems weird because you said that.
1: Yeah, it's a different. It was a different time though. Like this was what in the eighties and nineties. So right or early eighties, I guess they all. kind I of guess happened. this one, this year was
0: ninety-one. Yeah, when it started out, or like when the um, show starts, but really ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, right.
1: I know it's <laughs> real confusing. Um, but he gets. You know, he convinces one of the guys to go
0: back with him so this poor man goes there by himself and jeffrey totally like tricks the other well doesn't trick them but he like lies to them he's he gives them a fake address so that Mm -hmm. if they come to meet up with them um they'll go somewhere else and and that was a red flag too because when they arrive at the apartment the guy that he's with is like
1: uh, I thought like, you said
0: you lived on this street and he was like, like in oh, a bungalow. No.
1: like <laughs> Yeah,
0: in a bungalow. I thought you lived in a bungalow on the street and he was like, nah, I just said that so they wouldn't come and bother us. Okay. Red flag.
1: Yeah, hundred, huge red flag. And, but again, it's kind of a thing where like you don't want to be rude. It's kind of I think what I I got the vibe of too like he was just kind of right. like oh, okay, right? Like I'll just go in for a little bit probably, um, and then he notices the smell like this horrendous horrendous smell that his neighbor has been has noticed and has complained about for months and months and it's obviously
0: because Ugh.
1: it's rotting and. It's hard
0: to even imagine that. Like Yeah, I had to never so smell gross.
1: that smell. I, I'm not Ugh. like, no. Um. And it's because it's, it's like a distinct smell as well. But you know, he claims it he keeps claiming, like, oh, you know, I got a bunch of meat and uh the pork chops. I like pork chops. My family sent me a bunch of meat and it
0: all went bad. I love Evan Peters and his accent, though. He did a good job. He did a great Wisconsin accent,
1: <laughs> and like the way, like honestly, his delivery of his of everything, the lines and everything, and the demeanor. Like if you go and actually watch videos of Jeffrey Dahmer and like the interviews he's done, it's spot like, on. Oh, he did such a good job.
0: I hope someone's checking in on him. I hope he's all right because that must that be a hell. really hard. I mean, I, Evan Peters is used to being killers and crazy people with all those scary like starting out on American horror story and everything. So, I think he's he's like got obviously genre. got a creepy side to him. Yeah. Yeah. But I hope he's all right cuz that I mean, that has to play a toll on you. Oh,
1: totally. Like that oh. cuz he committed. Oh, he did. He yeah, he was in it. <laughs>
0: But yeah, obsessed. Um, with him, with Evan Peters, not John, not Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> so basically, they walk in. Um, he locks the door immediately. You're like, okay, like obviously he's about to be fucked. Um, and then he's like walking around the apartment. And he starts to see like satanic books and like his dead fish in the fish tank. Um, and then you see, like as he's looking at stuff, Jeffrey puts drugs into his beer which was the classic move I, I make
1: I just want to sit like a total side note so Hannah did like wrote some detailed ass notes on um these episodes <laughs> and so we're looking at them right now and her commentary on them is so fucking
0: funny maybe if you're she lucky goes, I'll post them with the episode oh my god that'd be
1: so funny <laughs> she goes starts satanic shit around the apartment oh there he goes puts drugs in the beer run baby run <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're like no you <laughs> just you want to tell him you want to reach the mm-hmm. screen and tell him like mm-hmm. you are. you need to get the fuck out of here <sighs> yeah um uh
1: yeah then he you know drugs it he yeah he drugs him right and then like puts the handcuffs on and there's a fight breaks out and-
0: yeah then the knife comes out and then they eventually move from like the living room into the bedroom and mm-hmm. um, there's like a huge blood stain on the mattress and it's just looking really bad <laughs> yeah, it's point. Just,
1: like, not going well but um, this guy um, I can't remember his name I can't either I didn't catch it Uh, that's okay um the guy like realizes how fucked this dude is and like kind of like picks up on he just he one is insane but also um wants that companionship and kind of like plays into it and like starts to trick him because he's like i don't know how the hell else i'm gonna get out of this situation unless i like go along with
0: it yeah like i think he, he was really smart But he was able to put his fear and like, like his, I feel like most people's defense mechanisms are either to like, I mean, it's like fight or flight, right? So like, either you're gonna like, try to fight him like an attack, or like, or run, or I feel like my defense mechanism sometimes is to just completely shut down. Like, I I get to the point, if I'm so scared, I can't scream. And I think I might just be, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to even imagine yourself in that scenario. I mean, I hope yeah. I never am. Um, but like, yeah, he thought outside of the box and he was like, all right, how can I save myself right now? And he started like flirting it up. He flirted for his goddamn life. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He, Yeah. And then he like, was like, yeah, you want to shoot, take photos, right? Like, let's take some photos. Like, I've got something to show you and like pulls out this strip tease like when he's straight up like handcuffed, knows this guy guys like trying to kill him like i don't even know how he did that um and then oh starts taking pictures of him and like i don't I was, know like, of him oh mm-hmm. it's just like so creepy. so scary Poor um, God. and then but uh, he really wants to like watch this movie A.K.A. The Exorcist. So he keeps <laughs> his, saying, Let's "His go favorite back. movie." <laughs> Let's go back and watch the movie. Which he goes, "I watch it every single day. I watch it every
0: day." Like what? You're like, oh no! Like you need some, you need some hobbies. That's fucked.
1: <laughs> That's so fucked up. Uh, um.
0: Yeah, he was like reciting it. I was like, uh, yeah, he like knew every
1: word. And then he asked the guy if he could listen to his heart and he was like uh okay like we can't say no like and he said your heart's racing i want to hear your heart cuz i'm going to eat it like
0: what, what would you do if you, heard, if you heard someone say that to you you're going to eat my heart okay um i, I bet go. you that that's a direct quote as well like that for sure
1: oh yeah he said like that. yeah i can totally see that happening
0: And then like, and he's a smart enough guy that he, him saying that the reason you would say that to someone is to invoke fear. So it makes me think he's really, really aware of what he's doing because he's invoking fear. And he knows that when he says that the heart rate's going to increase because Mm -hmm. adrenaline and the fear, it's just like, it's a very twisted, I mean, on so many levels, (laughs) twisted thing to say
1: yes like yeah like what the fuck like i don't even know like he i mean his response he stays so calm but like you're gonna eat my heart okay okay so you're gonna kill me and then cut it out of my body
0: like What? what the fuck but he thought fast again and like they're like basically laying down this was like shot incredibly too like they're laying down on this bloodstained mattress camera is above them and you see this repeated image of Dahmer throughout the whole series of him being curled up on top of a chest whether it's one of his Mm -hmm. victims or later in the show the mannequin Mm -hmm. and stuff but like you just keep seeing this image and it is really sad. Like it's like a little boy kind of curled up, like desperate Uh for that affection. And again, like the dude plays into that and I wasn't really sure exactly what he did here. What I gathered was that he shoved his thumb into his eye, but I couldn't really tell. I don't know if you got something different.
1: No, I couldn't. I think that might've been it. Like I couldn't really tell either, but he like made an attempt to yeah get away and, um was able yeah he got the out poked him in the eye and like was able to somehow get out still and then um
0: somehow yeah I mean there was it was definitely like a a fight like stuff was smashed and there was they were certain people I mean certain people they were both on the floor at certain points. But mm-hmm. like, um, that was like fucking crazy. Yeah but he yeah. did get
1: out hmm
0: and has, um, God, his neighbor
1: like sees everything she's like can hear all, all of this happening that poor woman and like saw this man running out and then he's just running through the streets like I mean he has handcuffs half, on handcuffs half drugged up because he was drugged um and luckily I mean look I mean yes luckily but also like they The police suck um, in this time, but, like, was able to find police officers who then thought he was a threat.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely can understand, like, that would be scary to see someone running at you all sweaty and, like, panicked yes. with handcuffs on. But, but yeah. I mean, they're, like, about to pull their gun gone.
1: on him. Like, yeah. The moment that you like, see he is handcuffed.
0: Yeah, like he needs help. Be, hmm.
1: Like, he's not a threat to us. Like, he has something that's happened to him. Yeah. And the fact that they were like, he tells them what happened. This man who tried to kill him. He's handcuffed me. Olá. that they bring him back to the apartment.
0: Yeah, they're like, this him? This like him? What? Yeah. In
1: what? scenario do you bring back a victim
0: to after someone told you that they were going to eat your heart
1: to that perpetrator like what you just bring yeah. them back to the apartment and you that like cool that's so fucking traumatizing um yeah and he tries He's, to oh, yes. it's like it's so wild to me and you know jeffrey tries to like talk them down or like you know get out of it yeah. smooth Tal saying because he's like,
0: done it a million times before.
1: they were just you know doing like sexy pictures and um messing gay around stuff. He kept saying gay stuff, yeah, I'm like, ugh, I can't put that, but obviously they were extremely homophobic, and he and he knew that though like he played into that
0: exactly um, yeah. And, like, okay, so this is the scene, like, where he gets arrested. But it's just, like, the whole thing. Like, these police don't even deserve any credit because they did the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. Like, anybody who would walk into that apartment would know that this guy's a psychopath murderer. Like, everywhere you look in that house, there's weapons, there's bleach, there's a head in the fridge if you just open up the fridge. There, I think, at this point... I can't. No, I guess that must be another scene. But I was gonna say I thought there was a body on the floor, but I think that's a different scene. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's bodies everywhere. But yeah, I mean, you just take one look at this place and the smell and everything, and and like, and a lot of cops have said in all these different documentaries, like a cop knows the smell of rotting flesh. Yeah. So, like, you walk into this place, anybody with like a fucking brain would know that this is a murderer, but they are still focusing, I mean, they're onto him, they're suspicious, but the the whole focus is on the key. Where's the key? Where's the key? Where's the key? And yeah. they stumbled into, oh, to yeah.
1: Yes,
0: yeah, he unlock is a
1: cuts. <laughs> But, and it's weird to me that, I mean, he let them in and he let them look around for it. Like he was like, yeah, go ahead and look for the key. And then said it was in his bed with the drawer right like the bedside table drawer yeah and of course there's pictures like I don't know there's just a like, giant
0: blood stain and they're just like they don't well, say it's anything this is matter. fine
1: that's normal like, right? everyone has a blood stain on their blood, mattress right?
0: <laughs> like what the fuck someone gave birth on the bed it's whatever
1: it's whatever like, and they didn't even ask him about it no at least you know in the well, show they the didn't. Show. and then sure. he, they find like all these polaroids in that uh, bedside table, and of course, that was he's disturbing. taking pictures of his victims after um, they've died and they, mutilating their bodies. And the officers then realize that what, like the reality of what they're dealing with, um, yeah. and you know, tackle and arrest him.
0: Yeah, so <sighs> yeah, I liked though. I did like how they started yeah. with that because then you're like, okay, wait, so how are they going to do a whole series on this? Yeah. And they show you, but I liked that. I thought that, uh, that really set it, set it up really well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. but then they flashed to like his father getting called in by the police. And, um, one of the dad, like the quotes from the dad was like, he was always a strange boy, a quiet boy, a good boy. And he was like very nervous, and you could just tell he's like riddled with guilt and that he's For hiding sure. something. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't think any parent expects to hear that, but I think he knew that
1: something was stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that he's seen stuff or contributed to st- or like mm-hmm. taught him things. And like, yeah, he had a lot more to the story, which. Yeah yeah they make you
1: think like it made me think initially like the dad was really had no idea like the fact that he was like he was a good boy he was a good kid like yeah but then you know the more you watch the series and like stuff comes to light and um it's really interesting uh how much
0: yeah he's a sick fuck too
1: he knew yeah Ugh. um and they end up like the do- the police officers like end up telling the dad like everything that they found in the apartment, which is was a little surprising to me, I guess I don't know why, thinking like that's like a case information, like why would you just share everything that you found, all the evidence that you found, but I don't know, um, but just told about all the
0: bodies yeah yeah what'd they find in there um
1: oh um (laughs) warning (laughs) this whole show is not already um they found a human head in the fridge uh two bags in the freezer with hearts a bag of male genitalia uh five skulls all of like the knives hammers saws weapons all the uh, polaroids of like dismembered bodies um they found an entire skeleton a dried scalp And then this giant tub of acid containing three torsos um, and other body parts. And then they told the dad that they found debris on the utensils to suggest that he was actually eating the victims. So, they just laid it all on him. And... Oh my god, dude. I don't even... I mean...
0: Yeah, he That's was so, already. It's so was, sad.
1: It's awful. Like I can't even begin to imagine hearing that. But I also feel like the dad was also fucked. Like he wasn't fully right in the brain as well. Like he, yeah, you know, he heard all of that, and like they let him be alone, and then he's then he broke down crying. But I don't know. I feel like I don't know how do you respond.
0: Uh, I don't know. I heard
1: that, but I feel like.
0: I don't know. I think it's such a, I mean, yeah, as weird as he was growing up and stuff, I don't know if you could ever really think that he would do that mm-hmm. or like, okay. Or maybe, ah, oh shit. I always thought my kid was going to kill somebody. But like when you hear the, the, um the scale and how many and stuff, and, and not only that he killed them, that he ate them and that he kept them and it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder like how could it you can't there's no way that that's something that anybody would expect to hear
1: no no absolutely not
0: that's a nightmare um but yeah what the it ends basically the first episode ends with the acid thing like they tell everybody in the in the building that they need to get out because of like toxic chemicals that mm-hmm. um, could be a health hazard and everything. And I can't help but wonder, like, what kind of long term diseases and stuff these people have developed? Because can you imagine? I, I mean, what kind of acid? I mean, or just everything
1: really like breathing in,
0: yeah, decay,
1: like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was all super fucked it's so um, gross
0: it's and I'm gross. sure stuff was going down the toilets and stuff too mm-hmm. um so I don't know like yeah yeah that's um so that's that's how you are introduced to the series mm-hmm. what an episode uh, Yeah, I mean I was hooked yeah
1: you're definitely hooked because you're like whoa like yeah, this is the end of the story, but where does what is the rest of it? You know, like it definitely, yeah, to you. Um, and yeah, so then I immediately started episode two because what are you gonna do? Not keep watching. Like, <laughs> you I got just let know. It, I let I let Netflix say next episode, and it just went immediately into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's fine. I just binge watched this. It's fine. Um, and then episode two um, starts with you know them finding and taking all the bodies out of the apartment. He gets this mugshot, um, and then it says he's going to be honest and just tell the police everything, which is super interesting to me that he it was is. like, "I'll lay it all out there for you."
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess at that point, like, you can't say it wasn't you. Um, right. Like, it's
1: clearly, I mean, overwhelming evidence. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah.
0: But it is weird. It is weird to me. Like, you're such an evil person who did all these terrible things, and then you're like cooperative. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. It's just an interesting thing. And like seeing other scenes where he, he's interacting with his family and stuff and just to see other uh, aspects of a person's, I don't even want to call him a person, but you know, of his personality, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't really understand, but I mean, I'm, I guess it's a good thing that he cooperated. Yeah.
1: I mean, for sure. Best case scenario. obviously.
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: for the investigators and for all the families <laughs> for him to just lay it out there so they can have some closure. Yeah. Um, it's like the least he could do. But
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah, Then it's a flashback. Um, so it flashes back to 1966. So he was born in 60. So he's six years old at this time. Um, you know, he walks in from the school bus and finds his mom OD in her bedroom. But She survives this, Um, but that's just kind of an introduction to, like, that's who his mom is. Like, Mm -hmm. they make her out to be someone who was mentally unstable on a lot of medications and constantly doing things like that, which the dad claims is, like, looking for attention and his dad is, like, uh, you know, in and out, like, constantly leaving for work. Mm -hmm. So it seems like he really grew up mostly alone.
1: Yeah, he was kind of had to fend for himself; didn't have a lot of support or guidance, or like um, love, or love, and was also, you know, seeing his parents just constantly argue; like they had just such a like tumultuous, abusive relationship. Yeah, like oh, poor like it makes you feel obviously feel bad for like the child Uh, like he's still a terrible person but like as a child he wasn't and like that's such an awful way to grow up and
0: yeah it is and it's really sad and it makes you wonder a little bit like would he have done all the terrible things that he did if he had loving parents or Mm -hmm. Or, I don't know, or, like, maybe if you had those thoughts, like, because maybe some people just do, I don't know, but maybe yeah. if he had different parents that listened to him and guided him and got him help, like, maybe none of this would have happened. It really does seem like it's the perfect storm of things that have to go wrong for someone to actually do something like that.
1: It, like, 1,000% was the perfect storm. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> this part was weird. Um Dang. just kind of like shows you just how strange he was already as a child though too. So then that leads into was it just nature that made him this way? Combo of nature and nurture. I don't know, but he catches these tadpoles and brings them in to school to give them to his teacher as a present when everyone else is giving her like apples. <laughs> and the teacher was like, Oh. Um, they thank you so much for this jar of tadpoles. Tadpoles, like gross. Um, and yeah. then it's sad.
0: someone it's it makes you feel and bad just... because you're just like, I mean, yeah. If your parents aren't like telling you what to do and stuff, like, mm-hmm. and then he's the weird kid automatically, and it's like, well, yeah, that is weird. But it's weird when you're when you're by yourself yeah <laughs> i don't know totally. it, it, that made me sad for him like it did just feel and bad. Then, like the kid
1: some classmate like went up and was like why did he give you that to the teacher and she just kind of was like i don't know you can have them like gave them away and then he was not happy about that he was not he saw the kid in the hallway with him and like i think they might have been making fun of him um and he was pissed that the teacher had given away his gift, like another just um, portrayal of like the loneliness and like, how outcast he was, um, growing up.
0: But it's sad. it is sad. So he ends up going to the little boy's house that took the tadpoles, walking into the home. And I was like, what is he about to do? I thought he was going to attack the kid or something. Um, but he just takes the tadpoles back. Um, and then he brings them back to the pond where he found them initially. And you think, like, oh, maybe he's going to let them out. Or, like, what's he going to do? And, oh, 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 is that um, motor oil? <laughs> and he oh. just pours it in there. I was like, why? oh
1: god why yeah just like starting out those tendencies harming living creatures yeah torture already um, yeah and then his dad i don't know his dad introduced him to fucking dead Disgusting. animals like what yeah his dad got this dead possum from under the house and like what did they start taking it apart i can't remember they
0: were like oh i wonder how it died oh there's a hole in its skull so an animal oh, probably got it and it was able to oh that was the thing it was it had a hole in its skull so an animal probably got it but it was still able to run under the house and jeffrey was like whoa that's so crazy that an animal can still run even after its brain and its skull had been affected. So I think that was like the supposed to be the beginning of his like interest yeah. in that <laughs> concept. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, that's good. That's I feel like I missed a couple of things. I'm like, I don't remember the motor oil part, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I need to rewatch it again. Uh, oh, okay. But yeah uh there was just there's a lot to take in when you're watching these um episodes too that i feel like i like zoned out on some of it because i just like couldn't process
0: it's uh yeah um Um, yeah um but yeah like so then the the dead possum under the house was like the first incidents that you're seeing with like the, the dad fred uh, freddy not freddy what the fuck's his name jeffrey i'm thinking <laughs> freddy krueger <laughs>
1: same difference right same shit they
0: might as well be um jeffrey and um yeah they it's like kind of like the first hint of like a bond it's like the thing that they're able to like bond mm-hmm. over they have in common which is disgusting mm-hmm. um and then they're like you know, driving down the road and then they're like, oh, there's a fresh one. And they pick up roadkill, bring it back to the garage and like dissect it together. And, um, you know, most dads, I feel like just maybe they're like the soccer coach or they're like, you know, pushing their kid on the swing or like teaching them how to ride a bike or whatever. But instead...
1: Nope, they just decide they want to, like, dissect roadkill together, so it seems.
0: Red flag, red flag.
1: Yeah, red flag number (laughs) 5,000. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just, it is such a, yeah, clearly the dad had issues and he didn't know how to, like, be a parent or bond, and this was, like, the one fucking thing that they Found common ground on, like, oh God, um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, his intention was not for his son to become a serial killer, but like,
0: yeah, and like later on, you see that he feels guilty about it and Mm -hmm. whatever. But I don't know. I mean, you are a sick person if you're doing that, and and in my opinion, like, okay, so like we're both nurses. We know that, like, I had to dissect a cat in nursing school. Oh, God. God. Yeah, I did. Um, But like, and okay, it, I think it would be different for me now because I have a cat. And a lot of people were really like, I can't do this. Like, I have a cat at home. Like, I can't do this. And I was just kind of very much like business. Like, I was like, I want to get a good grade in this class. I'm doing what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to, like, compartmentalize that part. And, like, I was able to do it and learn and whatever. Get what I had to get out of it. Yeah. Um. But to me, it's like it's a very different situation doing something like that in a controlled environment for science class. Right. And doing what they did. That is, to me, it's sick. I guess the only thing, I mean, this is really stretching, but now that I'm just thinking about it more, I'm like, the only thing about it, like when you dissect animals in school, it is sad because those animals are specifically killed to be dissected. Mm-hmm. Whereas I guess if you're doing roadkill, it's like, all right, at least they were already dead, already but, but yeah. it's dirty, and it's wrong, and it's, yeah. it's sick. It's a sick thing to do.
1: It, yeah, it definitely is. Then it flashes forward. There's a lot of flash forwards and flashbacks, but um, in this to um, 1981, where he's working as a butcher in Miami, um, and you can see that he... He like has no friends, um, spending all the time alone and drinking. Um, and he also uh was just discharged from the army. Um so you just kinda see this like roller coaster snowball something that he's on of just like he turned into an alcoholic one thousand percent. Um and
0: I don't remember the crying. Oh um, so then he he's like he's at home he's like pounding back beers he's on the phone with his dad and his dad's like you know asking if he's drinking like every time he calls him it seems like he's slurring his words and everything and and then it was sad like Jeffrey Dahmer was like crying on the phone to his dad and was just like can I come home and and it really is sad like it Mm -hmm. It breaks your heart because you're just like, this is like a a total lost soul. I mean, so if it's 81, I think it's before his murders, but like then we find out later. No, no, it's not. It's not. 78 was his first one, I think. 78 was his first because he was in high school. Yeah. Then there was was nine
1: years in between that and the next
0: one. So he had like successfully covered it up at this point, but like we don't know this yet. Um at this point that you're watching the show, you don't know that, but like, yeah. So, but like, yeah, so you're watching it and you don't realize like that he's killed someone yet. And it's just really sad because you can see how alone he is. And, um, just like a lost kid, like a long failure to launch, like fails at everything that he does and yeah, cries. And then he ends up going home. Um, his dad picks him up and then drops him off at his grandma's, um, where he spends, I mean, Years. years yeah years um
1: and his grandma like really wants him to you know go out meet friends meet a nice girl like just kind of wants him to be normal um and then it shows earlier like he was working at the butcher and he was supposed to be wearing like a button down shirt and he wasn't so um the boss got boss got pissed at him so he we went out to go like buy um a, a button down to where to work and then sees like this mannequin this male mannequin and ends up like hiding in some closet and um, while the store is closing and um, and waits till everyone's gone and then goes back out and steals the mannequin and takes it home and like leaves it in his bed and like sleeps with it and like has some like sexual uh, fantasies with it, like it. It, it just again. It sh- he's so isolated and lonely, and like you can really tell. Like he, he's just like starved for any kind of interaction. Honestly, probably like but affection, yeah. intimacy. Um, it was sad. Mm-hmm. It was pathetic.
0: It was like.
1: mm-hmm and then he like leaves for work the next morning and grandma was like gonna go change his sheets. And he was like, Oh grandma, just leave them by the door. I wanna make my own bed. And then he leaves and she says, I don't care what you want, I'm gonna do it. And then goes in. <laughs> Can't help it, herself. <laughs> and finds, pulls down the covers on his silver boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh,
0: God. you saw that like
1: right like you pull back you see something underneath the covers and you're like "The fuck!" and then you pull it back and it's a, a mannequin
0: yeah like i think there's so much to it that's so weird i'm sure like a, a part of it is like the concern that he's gay i don't think anybody right. wanted to face that right um, and i think that that was the worst thing to them I was like he's Mm -hmm. he's gay and he's hiding it so he went and got himself this mannequin but yeah it's so much more than that it's like totally the okay sure it's dude mannequin but also it's not really a normal thing to like keep in your house no absolutely not or your bed Um, your bed for that matter like
1: and that poor grandmother like what poor sweet woman I can't. She's like, what is wrong with my grandson?
0: Yeah, she put up with she put up with um way too much, which doesn't even happen in this episode, but like that, oh. that's just kind of a weird thing, like that's not hurting anybody, it's just kind of a really weird thing. I would want an explanation for that, but yeah, what yeah. starts to go down in the later episodes, um, it's like. He would have been the fuck out of my house. Like, there's no way I could ever put up with... Yeah,
1: I don't know. I'd like to know more about that and, like, her, what her thoughts were, you know? Like, I just think... It just seems like people were just wanted to... They were just in denial. Like, they didn't want to, you know?
0: Yeah. It also was a little bit alarming, like, later on, too. Some of the times where he spoke to her, I'm sure there was an element of, like, he's a man. Mm-hmm. And and he had power over her somehow. Yeah. I think there I totally. mean it kind of alluded to that. Um so maybe she felt completely like powerless. She's in denial and she just has no control over her own situation. And mm-hmm. I don't know, but that is sad. That is so sad. I ugh. Oh. That poor woman. Um Oh no! The last scene of I know this.
1: The the scene is like really. um, This is really bad. I couldn't really watch this one as detail. I kind of like had it on and like was doing something else while this this scene was going on because it was just it was just so uncomfortable. Um, It flashes forward again to 1991, um, and it's like the grandma pulls back the covers on the mannequin and it kind of like. Is like him pulling back the covers, like looking at this dead, um, dead man laying on his bed. And he then he goes out to a liquor store and sees some kids, offers to buy him alcohol, and then lures the kid, one of them, back um to his house saying, again, they're gonna like take pictures, but offers to pay him like a hundred bucks. Um and this is this part, it's like so awful this poor family that, Oh oh my God. This kid reveals that he's only 14. And he's like, don't you know who I am? And Jeffrey's like, no, it, this Jeffrey had molested this kid's older brother, which he went to jail for. And for a year, I think, right. He went to jail for a year because he molested this kid's older brother. And even though this kid knows that and knows who he is, he still went with him because their family was so desperate for money. Yeah,
0: Real bad call on this kid's part. Um, but also kid is the key word as well. He's
1: 14. Like he's yeah. a baby.
0: He was 14.
1: And he's not thinking like this man could kill me. He's thinking I'm going to have to take some pictures and gonna be really uncomfortable but i'm gonna get a hundred dollars and my family really needs the money like
0: yeah exactly sad yeah and
1: and like an older guy's offering you alcohol you know like you want to be cool and like you want to drink and
0: you never in your wildest dreams expect what happened to him to happen um so obviously he drugs him um and It was just really gross. This is also where he pulls out the contacts. Remember Ah. those? He puts in these, like, bright silver-blue contacts, and he has the kid lying on his lap. And it's – I mean, the actor, whoever played the kid, was really good. But he did a really good job. It was really hard to watch. Um, But his eyes are, like, rolling back into the back of his head. His mouth is, like, open. Like, he's, like – not really conscious at all mm-hmm. and Jeffrey's just like stroking him and talking to him like like oh they're old friends and like oh this is normal like oh d- is this movie scary like it's okay are you scared of me like what about my contacts i got them at a costume shop like
1: Do you like them? it was just I'm like really
0: oh, gross really weird. and then he's like oh i'm going to go take him out i'll be right back and then he comes back with a drill and like you
1: yeah, is him Starting like experimenting with things, and then it it you know it alludes to the possum, <laughs> like he wanted to make him a zombie, right, and told him it won't hurt. Um, yeah. oh, it won't hurt, <laughs> so he like drills a hole into his brain, like he was like, it's gonna be like a lobotomy or something, and like tries to drill a hole into his brain and make him into a zombie and what I read fully after because I don't think it really it told us a ton about it maybe it, it like meant like touched on it in the show but he like pours hydrochloric acid into the kid's brain
0: mm. yeah
1: and somehow he survives yeah like Jeffrey left to go do something i don't know he left the apartment and the kid is like wakes up and is able to get himself out and the neighbors um end up seeing him like run by and they call the cops and i don't know how far he got but they um were sitting up they got him in a blanket and everything and were like sitting him outside the apartment waiting for the cops to come
0: Yeah, I'm almost just speechless. It's really um there really aren't really any words. I don't even think no, it's like it's um, really heavy. The, the cops um yeah, more than missed the ball. They I mean again, this is unforgivable. Mm-hmm. They had a chance. Well, I don't know if they really had a chance to save this kid, if his brain was drilled into and they poured acid and if he poured acid into it, I don't know if he would have died anyway. I mean, that's not the point. The point is they missed the ball. The point is they should have saved him and arrested Jeffrey that night, but, and a million times before that. But, um, it's yeah, I just, that's not, they. (laughs) I'm like stuttering. They, at the end, Jeffrey came and saw the police and the the two his neighbors with the little boy, and was able to convince them that that was his nineteen year old boyfriend, and he can't speak because he's too drunk.
1: mhm that like he they were fighting, and he made him go out and get him more alcohol, so that's why he was gone, and he's just so drunk, and like they got into a, a physical fight or something. and like, And these these neighbors are like this, no, like this is a child. This this he there's something wrong with him. Obviously, the situation is not right. They're like begging and begging and begging with the cops, and um, he Jeffrey says like you could come up to the apartment with me. He lives there with me, and I'll I'll give you proof. I've got pictures, and the pictures he shows him are just Polaroids of this kid that from that night that night. But they believe him and they leave
0: They leave with- the baby with the monster. hmm And they're gonna rot in hell for that.
1: Yeah. And the neighbor like ends up calling them again to check in and see. What ended up happening, and the police officer just tells him that everything was fine. They let him, and the police. There, she was like, "He was a child, though. Did you confirm that he was actually an adult?" Like, and they were just like, "Everything's fine. It's fine. It's been taken care
0: of." Yeah, and it was an actual. That was like an actual recorded. Mm -hmm. Well, it was the actors' voices, but it was like the real conversation that happened on the phone.
1: Yeah, because they play the real call at the end of that episode, right?
0: I, uh, yeah, I, again, I, I don't, well, I don't know if it was like the actors or if it really was the call. I'm no, not sure. No, they play
1: the real call. It was um, the real call? They. Yeah, the actors obviously do it in the show. And then like, I think at the end of it, they, they play the. The, the real, real recorded, recorded call. call. Yeah, that um, was like
0: crazy. Mm-hmm. She was like, my, my daughter's seen him outside playing with earthworms and stuff. Like, are you sure he's an adult? Like. And she was Kay. persistent. I mean, mm-hmm. she was calling and calling and calling and questioning and questioning and questioning. But, but what torture for her because she knows, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: they didn't listen to her for years.
1: And, because she's black. Yep. And Jeffrey was white. Like.
0: Yeah. She's so much racism in the show Mm -hmm. and beyond that too just like white privilege like jeffrey used that
1: oh yeah he played that he played that everywhere for sure he could um yeah that's the end of
0: episode two (laughs) wow guys i hope you liked this episode (laughs) Yeah, um, let us know. I mean, is tough.
1: it is tough. It's tough. It's tough to talk about. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I to say. Like, it's really heavy. But yeah.
0: Um, Stay it's... tuned for our next week. <laughs> We're like okay. I we'll do episodes go. three and four. Like
1: hide in a hole for a while. Yeah, so. I know need to get into a good headspace
0: now. I know. God, that's.
1: It. Yeah. Like, it just is mind boggling to me that he was a human that existed on this planet. And got away with all of this.
0: Yeah. For so long. I was telling my mom about it earlier today and she was like. She's like, I don't need to watch that. She was like, I was around when that happened. Like, yeah. I don't ever want to hear about that. And
1: mm-hmm. I was like,
0: I get it. I mean, it's gruesome. And um, I don't know if I could live through something like that. Like, I know. If and someone I
1: knew. Growing up, you know, as a, like an adult in the 70s and 80s, like all of the serial killers
0: that there were. Yeah, like why? Why were there so many? I'm so confused. So many, and Ew. I mean,
1: obviously there are still serial killers now, but like, yeah, but we
0: don't, they anything. get caught more. I feel like technology's a lot better too with DNA testing too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but, but yeah, like there. Well, did you watch the "Don't Fuck with Cats" documentary? Yeah, and that dead. guy was. I don't know if he was a serial killer, but he definitely killed one or two but um but yeah then they were able to find him the freaking facebook group was able to find him that's a great show yeah um but a lot more resources now for sure yeah but yeah i don't know it's really scary and no wonder they call our parents generation like the helicopter generation and stuff i mean i would be so scared too i mean you just you really can't trust anybody Mm -hmm. you don't know
1: No, you can't. Well, happy spooky season. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, but we're excited. Um, We're going to, yeah, so we're going to recap the series. um, And if you guys enjoy the recaps, like maybe we'll do another show. It doesn't have to be scary. It can be something else. Maybe we can all kind of vote or decide together what we want to watch or something yeah that'd be be fun that'd be super fun watch something with everybody and um yeah if people like it i think i like it i think it's fun to talk about something else i mean this isn't necessarily fun but i like talking about it it definitely likes to
1: watch it it's nice to talk about something that's not like nursing (laughs) Mm -hmm. so Yeah.
0: yeah and at the end of the month like on one of the last fridays or whatever we will Release an episode with Emily's crazy ass ghost story, and yep. it's yeah, it's insane. You guys, that was also.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a yeah, that was a lot. That's another
0: hard one to talk. That's about. That's a lot to sure.
1: unpack, but um, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's really wild. So, stay tuned for that, and um, stay tuned for our regular episode this weekend, or this Friday as well.
0: Um, Yeah. Be on um, NICU. A little bit of NICU. A little bit of
1: NICU talk again. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right, everyone. Go do something that makes you happy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe, like, um, put on some happy music. Watch some Disney movies. Like, go watch Hocus Pocus, you know, honestly. But don't watch Hocus Pocus, too, because it's garbage.
1: Is it? I didn't want to
0: have you watched (laughs) it. It's bad. Just watch the first one, and yeah. you'll be happy and you know go drink your pumpkin spice latte, and it's gonna be fine. Gonna
1: go until my next week <laughs> yeah. until next week when we dive into the skin. Can't wait all right, bye, guys bye I feel like we got some good stuff in there, maybe. This podcast is produced by Emily Richardson and Hannah Quirk. The intro music is by Dan Lemire. Please help us out and rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at drunkordelirious or send us an email at drunkordelirious at gmail.com.